0: Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife Carolyn and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All righty then. So, um, this evening... Uh, As we alluded to in last episode, which was actually episode 19, not episode 18. Uh, Sorry about that for those of you who... uh, I misnumbered them. My bad. He
1: doesn't Um, know
0: how to count. No, I don't know how to count. So what we've decided to talk about was priorities within a relationship. Yes. So this one requires a bit of a definition. Um, It's something that we've alluded to in the past, I think, um, but we've never really talked about in full. So... What comes first, husband and wife, children, and between husband and wife, which one is the should the opinion take precedent for? I guess is the question, the topic that would be discussed in the second half. The big one is, you know, should you put your significant other before your children, and if so, how and when and why and all that jazz.
1: Okay, so I do think there can be extenuating circumstances, like, um, like if you have a significant other or a child with a serious illness uh, debilitating. Um, You know, obviously if you've got a seven year old in your house that has terminal cancer, they're obviously going to be your priority um, for that duration of time. However long you have to deal with that. Right. Um, But on the normal scale of things and everyday life um, in our not so humble opinion, uh, your spouse comes first. Before your children, before anything else. Um, because your relationship was there before your children, Ideally. most of the time, um, and will be there after the children. And you don't want to be that person caught up, and this is, I find women are more often in this predicament than men, especially if they've been a stay-at-home mom, and they've gotten into mom mode, and, um, the children are first. The children take precedent. The children, the children, the children. And mom ends up treating her husband like a child Yeah. in the process. And then when her children grow up and move out, she doesn't know what to do with herself. And she didn't put enough effort into that marriage and that relationship that now their that kids are gone, what's she going to do? She doesn't have the relationship with her husband she once had or, you know, vice versa.
0: Yeah, I think that topic of conversation actually more, goes more towards... Not her not knowing what to do, right? Because it's not that she's put in, she puts all of her energy into her children and she never spends, it's not just the relationship. She doesn't spend enough time taking care of herself, Herself. Mm -hmm. right? So she doesn't know, her identity has been isolated around the idea of being a mom and Mm -hmm. she once those kids are grown up and they've left she doesn't know what to do with herself now which Mm -hmm. is why I think there's a lot of moms who like really cling to the oh my god my children are going to college oh my god my children are leaving because they don't know what to be if they're not a mom right you know um which is an important conversation you know that needs to be had but I was thinking more of leaning it more towards okay in an everyday life um What does a relation, what should a healthy relationship look like in prioritization, right? Okay. Um, Like, I think the idea of motherhood, and maybe that's a topic for a future podcast is, you know, a topic of fatherhood, (laughs) you know, and what that looks like and idealized from the woman's point of view versus the male's point of view. And then a separate relation, a separate episode about motherhood idealized from mom's point of view versus dad's point of view kind of thing. Totally. I think that's a good topic to have. Um, We'll write it down. Uh, no, actually, we won't. <laughs> actually, write it down this time. Um,
1: we won't. <laughs> we say that now. We'll forget yeah. by the time we're
0: done. Uh, <laughs> I actually had to listen to last week's episode to remember what we were supposed to be talking about this week. But whatever. It's a thing. Um, so, my idea is all right. So, taking out the extreme circumstances, right? Where like you're in a abusive relationship. There's, um, you know, obviously an unhealthy relationship between mom and dad, or dad and the children, or mom and the children, or whatever. Um, You don't put the spouse ahead of the children in that case. I'm talking about a healthy, functional relationship, all parties involved. Kids are taken care of, clothed, Mm -hmm. fed, you know, discipline isn't necessarily a problem. You know, mom and dad are in a healthy, happy relationship. How does prioritization work, right? Um, How do you manage time? How do you manage effort? How do you maintain that relationship, so to speak? Um, And how should you... Focus your efforts because you can't – not everything can be a number one priority at all times or nothing is ever a number one priority, right? Right. So what is that number one priority and how do you work that? From my point of view, my number one priority is always you, right? The kids are important and I love them because they're going to be the future of life, the future of the family. I love my children. I want to make sure that I'm giving them the best life that they can. But from my perspective, the best way to do that is to ensure that you are happy, healthy, um, taken care of so that way you're on your best to be able to give that back to the children. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always prioritize you above the children um, when it comes to time, effort, and resources. Is that necessarily everybody's right answer? No. Should it be everybody's right answer? No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what their individual you know variables are. Um, but from my point of view, that's absolutely it. Like the, the wife... For me, the wife comes before the children because the children need the wife to be happy healthy and successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least that's my thought process. You?
1: No, totally agree. Um, I'm fully in the um, mindset that you need to come first. I mean, even when it comes down to, it's going to seem silly, but it's the only example I can think of to put it in perspective, really cut and dry, is when you sit down to eat dinner, who do you serve first? And we've heard this basic conversation spoken of. And in the ideal world for our household, you get served first. Our children get served second. I serve myself last as I come to the table, kind of a thing. Um, But it just, I'm using that as an example to reiterate that you come first in all my things. Any decisions I need to make, anything in regards to even the children, the relationship I'm building with you, if I know that time needs to be split up between the people in my household today or tomorrow or the next day, I'm gonna slot the time away for you first. Because my relationship with you is gonna reflect on the children and the rest of our house. Because if we're not functioning, the rest of the house doesn't function. Um, And the kids are gonna see that. And the children thrive when we thrive.
0: Right. But it's never to the exclusion of, and I think no. that's an important, you know, caveat to put into this. Mm-hmm. I I am looking to prioritize the health and welfare of my wife before my children, but not over my children, yes. right? Um, I need to make sure that my kids are taken care of, that my kids are happy, that my kids are healthy, that they're getting the level of coaching and mentorship that they require from me and from you and from whoever else, that they're happy and they're healthy and they have all the things they need to be to thrive and grow and develop into the tiny human beings that they will eventually (laughs) be, right? Um, I'm not excluding them in the conversation. And if you're ever in a relationship where somebody is requiring a level of Attention and dedication mm. that's the forcing you yeah, that. yeah. that's forcing you to neglect your children, that's the wrong relationship to Correct. be in, right? Okay. Uh, and that's not the conversation we're having today. The conversation we're having today is, again, a normal, happy, healthy relationship. How do you prioritize? Like for me, example, a way that I show it to my kids without necessarily having to say it that their mother is important to me in the fact that I don't allow anybody at the dinner table to eat until you have sat down. Because yes. I know you've prepared the meal, you've plated the meal, you've dished it out on the table, so you're typically the last one to sit down, but nobody is allowed to eat until everybody is at the table, right? right. Um, and then, of course, go out of your way to say thank you and be gracious and, grat- and you know, portray gratitude and all that stuff that we have do instill in our children and teaching them proper manners, which society as a whole seems to lack, yeah, I think. Yeah, kidding. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, when I do come in the house, I do try, when I come home from work, for example, I do try to make sure that I say hi to you first and give you the first kiss and the first hug before I give the children theirs. And you know, it's subtle little things, but it Mm -hmm. paints a picture and you'd be surprised. I think a lot of people would be surprised how much the children pick up on those types of things, right? Those little subtle things that seem trivial and insignificant paint a picture and a worldview that those kids will carry on for the remainder of their lives.
1: And they don't feel cast aside about it. They don't feel like they're less important because you kissed me and said hi to me first. They see it as a, wow, daddy really loves mommy. I want that. Or I want someone that's going to treat me that way or thinks yeah. I'm that important kind of thing. Well, that's it the sets goal. them up for yeah. a future relationship too.
0: That's the goal, right? That's yeah. the goal is that they see that and they want to model that. They want that afterwards and they're not going to yeah. accept less from their life as they grow right. up. Um, And that is the goal, ultimately, right?
1: Kind of reflects back onto the, uh, kind of a side note, like, when my, um, finding out that my grandparents were getting a divorce, and that was after my youngest aunt, who was only a year and a half older than me, um, had finally moved out from college, um, and they had only stayed, and I was like, why are they getting divorced? They've been together for so long. They stayed together because they had kids. And they didn't want to get divorced until the last of their kids was gone, and and then they wonder why a lot of their younger kids have such messed up relationships because yeah. they weren't modeled in a proper relationship. Because even even walking around the house, just because you've got both parents doesn't mean the relationship was healthy. And no. they're seeing the behavior and the way you interact with each other on a daily basis. And that sets them up for just as much failure as not having both parents in the home you know what I mean? Yeah. From the get-go. It's, the relationship's got to be there. It's an
0: interesting balance, though, right? Because yeah. you've got people who are using divorce as an excuse to not solve their problems. Right. Um, and then you have the other half of the coin of people who will never divorce because they can't, they don't believe in the institution of divorce. So they'd rather stay in a miserable, unhappy, resentful marriage than just get divorced and try again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Which is really
1: bad for your kids. Just don't both of that. those
0: extremes are bad for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Both of those extremes are bad for the children. Yeah. So having that that place in between, it's like understanding when you have a good thing mm-hmm. and maintaining it and working on it or developing or trying or to get to the good thing, right? Yeah. Like maybe you didn't get a good start. Hey, it happens, right? Like nobody knows what they're doing when they start this thing. Work at it. Improve it. And then if you find there's a rift, you can't cross. You literally can't cross it. It's a hard line for both of you. There's Mm -hmm. nothing in between that you guys can come to to grips on. Then, hey, maybe you've tried everything you can. Just call it. Like, there's nothing against it. Like, there's nothing wrong with a divorce. No, it's not a tragedy that
1: everyone makes it out to be.
0: Outside of your religious beliefs, right? If you have a religious belief that believes that divorce is absolutely no go, I get that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about relationships and managing relationships. You should have tried. Divorce should be a last resort. Absolutely. But it shouldn't be something you absolutely avoid because you can't You know if you can't come to an agreement right sometimes it's better for everybody involved that you have a divorce and please 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 make it amicable and again it's a that's completely separate conversation and we can cover that one too about divorce and how to manage divorce and all that stuff because i was raised in um there's a couple divorces that happened while i was growing (laughs) up um (laughs) you know what i mean so i know i can see it from the kid's point of view i've never been divorced thankfully um, I married a good one. I caught her while she was still ripe. Um, and, but I.
1: I took that so wrong. I know you did. Uh, I, caught a,
0: I caught a good one and I, I kept her. Um, so I've never been divorced, um, but you have been divorced. Um, right. You went through that and it wasn't necessarily as amicable as it could have been or hoped it had been. Um, but, but not it was,
1: fault of me not trying.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so there's the, the bigger person. So we can have that conversation in the yes. future. Divorce is a good conversation that we should probably talk about, how to manage that, how to do that, if you have to cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the relationship itself, we really should focus on who your number one priority is, right? Yeah. And the foundational stone of your relationship is Easy. your relationship, yep. right? Regardless of what you bring into the relationship with you, if you have children, you have cats, you have dogs, whatever it happens to be. Um, And by the way, in my humble opinion, dogs are not the same as kids. Trust me, I've had both. They're two different animals. Literally, they are two different animals. Um, So, but if you have those kind of strings attached, um, you know, the relationship pre-existed those. The relationship should exist beyond those. Yes. Um, Which means that you take time. And it's hard. It really is hard when you've got... School, you've got school and extracurricular activities, and you've got work, and she's got work if she works too. Um, even if she doesn't work, she's still working at home, right? Like, there's all kinds of stuff that that you do at the house, even though you're a what is the term, housemaker, housewife, homemaker?
1: I mean, I think they call it homemaker and housewife. I prefer domestic engineer.
0: Okay, domestic uh, CEO of domestic operations. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's the you know whatever that happens to be, whatever your your. Uh, work is like th- we understand that that exists too but it's the having the maintaining that relationship with outside of those boundaries that's important right um, you have your responsibilities I have my responsibilities we have our responsibilities to our children but our number one responsibility is maintaining a healthy relationship not only just to model it for the kids yeah but also so that when they inevitably grow up and move out and go to college or join the army or go to a trade school, whatever it is they decide to do with their life, right? That we have something to fall back on. This yes. relationship still exists. Mm-hmm. It's still thriving and we can enjoy our relationship as dirty, old, perverted people <laughs> that <laughs> we Truly. inevitably be, right? <laughs>
1: yes.
0: So um, that is what we're trying to talk about here, Is we're, we're talking about the prioritization of the relationship within the confines of the family. My kids are important. I love my kids. But I love my kids because they're an extension of my wife. Yes. You know? Um, they're their own people, absolutely. But they are there because I love my wife. And I want my wife to know that she is my number one priority, despite the fact that I love my kids. Yep. You know? Now, that being said, if my wife was not a healthy influence on my children, if the relationship was so toxic that it was having a negative impact on my children, the onus is on me mm-hmm. to fix that. Either get her to fix herself, help her fix herself, or call it quits for the sake of my children, right? right? Um, and I think that those standards exist on your side of the house too. Yep. Um, anything you would add to that kind of rant? I know it's a big rant I think for a minute. that's kind of where
1: people get a little put off when we say things like your spouse should come first because yeah. I think they've jumped to the immediate assumption that we're trying to say that your spouse is more important than your children are and yep. that's not the case. Um we're saying that your spouse needs to come first because that relationship is the foundation on which the house of the family has been built and if the foundation crumbles, the house will crumble yeah. as well. Um, and I mean, I want our kids to grow up knowing that their parents loved each other very much. And at this stage, I really don't think any of our kids are going to have a problem saying that.
0: No. Because I'm, they do
1: comment on it a lot.
0: Well, and <laughs> and my thought is I want my kids to look back and go, that's the relationship
1: that I want. That I want. Yes. Right.
0: And... But that that being said... We don't hide a lot of the dirt from them either. No. Right? Like when we're bickering or we're having a hard time, or we're having frustration, we don't necessarily hide that. We dil- We will tell them, you know, they can see it, but they don't necessarily hide from... We don't necessarily hide it from them. Now, we're not going to have fights in front of them, right? Obviously, we're not going to have knockout, brawlout fights. Not that we have them. We really don't, which mm-hmm. is weird. I guess it's not really weird. It's not weird that we don't have fights because we talk about stuff. Like we yeah. have open and honest communication and so it avoids a lot of the nasty fights and because we don't have the nasty fights we don't have to hide the nasty fights right but when we do have a bit of a heated moment or a little bit of an exchange we don't put it in front of the children but we don't necessarily hide it from them either because we need them to know that it's not always going to be you know, unicorn farts and rainbows, right? Perfect, yeah. There's going to be times when it's going to be a bit tumultuous, and that's fine. Um, It's working through it, and that's part of a healthy relationship is taking those moments of strife in stride and finding resolution to them.
1: So it's not just they're learning that they're going to be looking for a specific person that's going to treat them a certain way because they saw their mom and dad treat each other a certain way. Yeah. But they're going to look for somebody that loved them as much as their parents loved each other. But they're also going to learn that there are some things that you fight for. And they're going to know that we did that on multiple occasions. And they're going to learn how they don't want people to treat them. Yeah.
0: Well, and I thought, hopefully they learn. hopefully they learn that a healthy relationship takes work yes right um the fairy tale doesn't exist no it's not a thing you don't now I'm not saying that I didn't fall in love with you for the first time I saw you because that very well may be true (laughs) well it's I'm not even being cheesy it's like very well may be true but I wasn't willing to admit that to myself at the time either no I was also 16 um
1: Uh, we also we also always had kind of a it was an instant connection. Sure. And the connection was always there. Yeah. Every time we'd spent time with each other, it was just a different kind of friendship yeah. than with other people. And I think we just did a good there job at... There
0: was sexual tension.
1: There was... <laughs> we did a good job at avoiding it. Yeah. And ignoring it for years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I mean, it was a slow burn relationship that led into our... What turned into our actual relationship. Absolutely. But... It took work. She had to learn about me. I had to learn about her. And luckily, we were both mature enough by the time the actual relationship started to understand that that was what was it was going to take. Yeah. And it didn't hurt, really, that you had two children at mm-hmm. the time. So I had to learn how to be a dad, and I had to learn how to be a husband, and even in the dating process, I that learning curve had started for me. Mm-hmm. So I started developing it, you know, and we had to work through it and develop it, and you know, I had to learn, and you had to learn, you had to learn about me, and how I was going to interact with the kids, and as a husband, and as a, well, then it was a boyfriend, but I was more or less filling that husband role at that point, you know, mm-hmm. and the same side of the coin. Like, I, I got to learn how you were as a mom, and how you were as a wife, and then figure out from early on in the relationship, was this something that was gonna be able to work? Was there room to compromise? And though we didn't structure it and we didn't put words on it like we're doing it now and have been over the course of this podcast, those processes went through, right? And we talked and we spent so many hours just sitting on the couch talking, talking talking about this and that and religion and politics and kids and discipline and all kinds of other things, right? All the things that would matter to the relationship because we both knew, even though we didn't verbalize it, we both knew that if we were going to do this relationship thing, it was going to be long-term and it was going to be done right because we we were no longer interested in the dating game, the bullshit, the drama, any of that stuff. We were over it. Now, that takes a level of maturity that maybe not a lot of people have, but if you're going to be engaging in a relationship that you're hoping goes the distance, you need to have those conversations. Absolutely. However they come up and... Setting down your priorities of, you know, the relationship needs to be the house on which the family lives and thrives and builds. And if you don't spend that time Mm -hmm. building it and then maintaining it, it's going to fall apart and you're going to be looking at a divorce. And ultimately, if you're looking at a long-term relationship that is going to result in marriage or is already married, you're hoping to maintain that far beyond whatever the momentary circumstances are that you're in
1: right i mean once you get to the point in a relationship when you've both gotten to the point where the i love yous have crossed and you're past that we just date every friday night kind of a thing is probably when you should start having those conversations and i think that's where a lot of relationships drop the ball because they're still in the well we're flirting we're holding hands we're getting it on doing this that and the other we have great chemistry. Let's get it on. Right? But they decide that those important conversations don't matter and then they get married and then a year in find out that they can't deal with the fact that they have different religions or they're politically on two different ends of the spectrum And then they throw a kid into the mix a lot of times people think it's going to fix a relationship and then they can't decide on how they're going to raise children and then you've got this tumultuous relationship that your children are seeing and now because you guys argue all the time um, your kids are seeing that and now your foundation is crumbling and just the open honest communication has to start from the get-go and you've got to build that foundation early on
0: I, i will tell you this and it's an important point that you brought up that it's important to hit on again is if you have a tumultuous relationship that results in a lot of bicking and, bickering and fighting right now, mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is, is add a, a kid. Child. That's the worst thing you can it do. Because all you're doing is adding stress yep. and lack of sleep and poor decision making and now emotional territorialness into an already tumultuous relationship. You're going to have a moment where everything's going to seem great because it's new and it's novel and it's great. Once Very you get to short. the three month mark, the mm-hmm. four month mark of having a child, stress is going to be through the roof. And trust me, we have four of them. We've done this a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Do not bring a kid into a relationship. Now, if you don't have a choice, right, and it's a whoops, sorry, we had a kid. Then Got it. It happens. is what it is, right? Yeah. But like Don't think that the kid's going to be a band-aid that's going to fix your relationship. All it's going to do is exacerbate the already existing issues that are within the relationship. And
1: most of the time, that child ends up being the um, pawn that's used between arguments in a very disgusting divorce.
0: It becomes a tool to hurt the other.
1: And that is never okay.
0: That's never okay for the children. It's never okay in the relationship. Mm -mm. But again, that's a divorce topic. Right. We'll talk about that later. Um, I ramble. But I mean, we all rambled. We've been kinda of over the place with this relation with this episode. But um, the big thing is is in my opinion and in your opinion, the spouse is the most important person in a relationship. Yes. Insofar that it is not toxic or detrimental to the children in the relationship. Yes. If that makes any sense. If you're in a be in an abusive relationship, your spouse is not more important than your children.
1: No. The safety of your children. Right. The is most safety important. of
0: you and your children is far more important. But if you're in a normal, healthy relationship, and you can put your relationship forward a little bit of your children, not neglecting their welfare by any means, but just ensuring that you know that you're taking care of the relationship, so that your children can have something to model themselves off of. And that's and just—I know it's repetitive. I know we've already talked about it earlier, but it's an important point to talk up. And again, if you have any questions or need clarification on any points that we've made here because I know we ramble a little bit let us know uh we're on Facebook uh we're on Instagram and we're on Apple iTunes now so if you're on there drop us a comment drop us a review do whatever um let us know what you think let us know what you guys want to know or what you'd like to see us talk about and we're more than happy to oblige um yeah let's make this thing happen
1: And then just a quick uh, reminder out there, any toxicity people try to bring in, you're you're not going to last very long. What do you mean? I'm not going to handle toxic comments or people attacking other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously,
0: be be mature and be be adults. Yeah, don't be an ass. (laughs) Um, So, all right. Uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.